Hey there, Cremaholics. It is your host, Kinsey, and I am back this week with a brand new episode. This week on Cremaholics, I will be bringing you the story about Peyton Lautner. Peyton Lautner was just 12 years old when she attended a slumber party for one of her best friends. Peyton thought she would just be going, hanging out, having a fun time with her friends, but little did Peyton know, by the time that this slumber party was over, she would be fighting for her life. Peyton Lautner grew up in Waukesha, Wisconsin, which is a quiet, small, little suburb town. This is a place where not a lot of bad things happen. Most people know everyone, and you can send your kids outside and not have to worry about something bad happening to them. Peyton's mother described her as a girl who is extremely positive, and she's vibrant, she's happy, she's friendly, and she's an extremely empathetic kid. Two years prior to the slumber party when Peyton was only 10 years old, she ends up befriending a classmate of hers named Morgan Geyser. Morgan Geyser is a child who is described as somebody that is very quiet. They don't have a lot of friends. They have trouble fitting in. And Peyton, being an extremely empathetic child, she felt bad when she walked into the lunchroom one day and saw that Morgan was sitting all by herself. Peyton told ABC News Now that if roles were reversed, she would have hoped that somebody would have came and sat with her. Peyton ends up sitting down next to Morgan, and the two would end up becoming best friends. Peyton described their friendship as any other normal childhood friendship. The two of them would play outside, they would color, they'd go to the park, they'd have sleepovers, and the two of them just always had the best of time. Peyton's parents never really had any concerns about her friendship with Morgan. They said that Morgan was just a quiet, polite little girl and she really made their daughter happy. That was until a year and a half into their friendship, Morgan would end up meeting another classmate named Anissa Wire. This is when everything would begin to change and things would start to go downhill. Anissa and Morgan ended up actually having a lot more in common than Peyton and Morgan did. Anissa was also one of those children who were very quiet, they did not fit in very well, and they had a lot of trouble making friends. Peyton said that the closer that Morgan got to Anissa is when she started seeing more and more negative changes in Morgan. These changes in Morgan were really starting to affect Peyton. She started to feel like she could no longer be friends with her, but given that she's an extremely empathetic kid, she felt like she had to stay friends with Morgan. She did not want to hurt her feelings. She didn't want to make her feel bad. And there was even times that Morgan would often guilt Peyton into continuing being her friend. As time went on and Peyton continued to be friends with Morgan, the three of the girls would end up hanging out together, but Anissa made it very clear that she really did not like Peyton very much at all. Peyton believed that the reason that Anissa did not like her was the fact that she was jealous of Morgan and Peyton's friendship and that her and Morgan were closer than Morgan and Anissa, which as we know with females, this is not uncommon, especially at their age. Just months prior to Morgan's birthday party sleepover, Anissa introduces Morgan to a very creepy fictional character called the Slenderman. I'm going to give a bit of a background story about the Slenderman because there may be some of you who have no idea who this is or what fictional character it is, but It is so creepy. As an almost 30-year-old adult, I know dang well that this fictional character does not exist. I knew about this fictional character prior to hearing about Peyton's story, and I will not lie when I say that when I have read things about the Slenderman or I have seen videos about the Slenderman, it creeps me out, and then there's times where I have actually worried that this thing is like standing outside my window. The Slenderman myth first started online in 2009 when a man developed his character. 
The Slenderman is a character who is six feet tall and extremely skinny. He wears a black suit and he has no face. It's just white. It is said that the Slenderman hangs out in places that are in the woods. He hangs out in abandoned buildings, things that are falling apart, just really creepy places. There has been photos developed online where the Slenderman is in the background and it looks like he is just stalking his prey. It is said that the Slenderman abducts, stalks, and terrorizes people, but in particular, children. It is said that the Slenderman can go from 6 feet to 14 feet tall. He has these tentacles that grow out of his back that supposedly capture his prey. The Slenderman story was developed online in 2009, but it really did not become a huge, big popular thing until around 2013-2014 when kids ended up becoming obsessed with the Slenderman. Kids are impressionable and it really doesn't take much to be able to convince them that something like this actually does exist, especially for girls like Morgan and Anissa. It is said that once a Slenderman makes contact with you, you either have to ignore the Slenderman and take a chance on him abducting and terrorizing you, or you basically become his slave in a way, and he gives you quests, and you have to follow them. And if you do not follow these quests, he will either kill you, or he will kill you and your family. I remember this one time in particular where I was working at a summer camp around the time of 2014. I had a group of kids and these two brothers started playing this game called Slenderman. This is the first time that I had actually ever been introduced to this fictional creature. And I look over and the brother is chasing the other one around with a pair of scissors. I of course intervened and asked what in the world was going on. The younger brother that was chasing the older brother around with a pair of scissors was only five years old and he had told me that he was given directions by the Slenderman to stab his older brother in order to be able to join him at his castle. I called their mom and had her come pick up the boys at the summer camp. When she got there, I explained to her what happened, told her that they were playing some kind of game called the Slenderman, and that this game required the younger brother to stab the older brother with scissors. Whether it was actually going to happen or not, I have no clue, but it was enough to scare the absolute shit out of me. Their mom tells me that she has no idea what the Slenderman is, tells me that she has no idea that her boys had been looking this creature up online, which made me think that this was an extremely uncommon occurrence. That night, I went home and started researching about the Slenderman on Google, and it turns out that the experience that I witnessed take place was something that was not uncommon at all when it comes to the Slenderman. Just months prior, it had taken place in Waukesha, Wisconsin. The closer that Morgan got to Anissa, the more obsessed that Morgan became with the Slenderman. Peyton stated that the more obsessed she got with the Slenderman, the more negative changes she started seeing in Morgan. Morgan would often talk to Peyton about the Slenderman, but it really scared Peyton and she wanted nothing to do with it. There was multiple times that Peyton had to go to her mom for reassurance that the Slenderman never existed. This was actually the sole reason why Peyton was so big on wanting to end her friendship with Morgan. The more she got obsessed, the more negative behavior she had, and the more Peyton felt like there was no way she was going to be able to stay in this friendship. As stated before, Morgan did a really good job at guilting Peyton into continuing being her friend, and that is exactly what happened and how she ended up at Morgan's birthday party sleepover. In May of 2014, Morgan invites Peyton and Anissa over to her house to sleep over for her 12th birthday. Prior to them sleeping over at Morgan's house, the three of them went to their local roller rink to hang out, have pizza and frozen yogurt. 
Peyton stated while at the roller rink, nothing seemed off. Everybody was having fun. They were laughing, cutting up, and enjoying their time together. After the roller rink, the three of them go back to Morgan's home. Not long after being there, Morgan says she is ready for bed because she is really tired. But according to Peyton, this is really off for Morgan because whenever they would have sleepovers prior to this one, Morgan would always insist that they stay up until the sun comes up. So she's wondering to herself why Morgan is so persistent on going to bed right after the girls arrived home. Given that this is Morgan's house and her birthday party, Peyton really does not question it any further and the three girls end up going to sleep. The next morning after Peyton wakes up, she wakes up to an empty bedroom. Anissa and Morgan were no longer in Morgan's bedroom. Peyton goes down the stairs to look for them and she finds the two of the girls on the computer and of course they were looking up stories about the Slenderman. Once both Morgan and Anissa realize that Peyton is downstairs and she can see what they are looking at, they quickly close down the computer and ask Peyton if she wants to have breakfast. Peyton of course says yes so the three girls sit down at the table and they end up having donuts that Morgan's mother had bought for them. After the three girls finish their breakfast, Morgan asks Anissa and Peyton if they wanted to go to the park. Typically, Morgan is not allowed to go to the town park without an adult, but her mom decided that because there was three of them that she would go ahead and let the girls walk there on their own and hang out for a few hours. The girls leave the house and head down the highway to a very popular park in their town of Waukesha. Once they arrive at the park, Anissa suggests that they play a game of hide-and-go-seek in the woods right next to the park. The three girls walk over to the woods and they decide that Morgan was going to be the seeker first and that Anissa and Peyton would hide together. As Morgan is hiding behind a tree not too far from where Anissa and Peyton are, Anissa suggests that Peyton should lie down on the ground and Anissa would cover her with leaves and sticks to hide and she tells her Morgan will never be able to find you here because you'll be able to blend in with the ground. Peyton ends up agreeing with Anissa and listens to her and lies down on the ground and Anissa begins to cover her with sticks and leaves. Little did Peyton know that this would be where things take a turn for the worst. As Anissa is covering Peyton with the sticks and the leaves, Morgan comes from out from behind the tree with a kitchen knife that she had stuck in her backpack and she begins stabbing Peyton over and over. Peyton says at this point she is going in and out of consciousness but she can hear some things that are being said and she hears Anissa screaming at Morgan and she's saying to Morgan, go crazy, keep stabbing her, don't stop, the Slenderman wants us to appease him. Morgan ends up stabbing Peyton 19 times in the abdomen, her shoulders, and her arms. After Morgan is finished stabbing Peyton, her and Anissa run out of the woods and they left poor Peyton there to die. Peyton is somehow able to find the strength after being stabbed 19 times to get up onto her knees and crawl out of the woods. She tells ABC News now that she was determined to be able to get herself out into the open in hopes that somebody would be able to find her and get her help. Peyton's prayers just happen to be answered. Peyton crawls herself out into an open area by a biking trail and she says that she threw herself down on this patch of grass and she just laid there praying that somebody was going to find her. An older man riding his bike on the trail ends up finding Peyton laying there in the grass completely bloody. The old man calls 911 and tells them what he has found and the 911 operator is in complete disbelief and keeps asking the man over and over what he's found. 
Thankfully, an ambulance arrives really quickly and Peyton is at this point going in and out of consciousness, but she's still alive but has really shallow breathing. The hospital that they took Peyton to is thankfully not far from where she was stabbed. Once they arrive at the hospital, Peyton goes right back into emergency surgery. After several hours of emergency surgery, the doctors and surgeons were able to save Peyton's life. The doctors bring her out to her parents and her mother said that it was a really horrific sight. The doctor ends up telling Peyton's mother and father that she lived only because they missed a major artery by a millimeter. The doctor says that Morgan missed this artery by the width of a human hair. That's how close Peyton was to completely losing her life. While in the ambulance to the hospital, Peyton was able to tell them who attacked her. So the police were already on their way to pick up Morgan and Anissa. And the two of them were taken into police custody while Peyton was in surgery. Peyton's mother tells ABC News Now that she was in complete shock when she found out that it was Anissa and Morgan who attacked Peyton. She told the police that they were wrong, they must have misunderstood Peyton, that there was absolutely no way her own friends are the ones who hurt her this badly. But unfortunately, as we know, that is exactly what happened. While Morgan and Anissa were in police custody, the two of them were interviewed separately and neither girl had any problem piping up to what they had done. They flat out told the cops right away, yeah, we stabbed her and we did it because the Slenderman told us that we had to do it in order to be able to live with him in his castle for good. The two police officers that interviewed Morgan and Anissa stated that it was really chilling how emotionless that the both of these girls were while telling what they did to their best friend. The girls tell the police all about the Slenderman and how they had this plan to kill Peyton for months. That this was not something that just spontaneously happened. Morgan and Anissa told the police that this had been in the works for at least four months prior to the stabbing. The girls say that they wanted to live with the Slenderman in some castle that he had in their woods there in Waukesha. But the only way that they were ever going to be able to live in that castle with him for good was to get rid of Peyton. And they were determined to do whatever they had to do to be able to appease Slenderman to be able to live in this castle. The police were really shocked at the words coming out of their mouths. But really sadly, when Peyton was told why this happened to her, the thing that came out of her mouth was, I am not shocked that this is why I was hurt. She said that Anissa and Morgan were so obsessed with the Slenderman that she was not surprised at all that this had happened to her. After both girls give their confessions, they were arrested and sent to a juvenile detention facility where they would wait a trial for the attempted murder of Peyton Lautner. Morgan ends up being diagnosed with schizophrenia and is told that she is not fit to stand trial. In the end, Morgan was sentenced to 40 years into a mental institution. Anissa Wire was also considered not fit to stand trial and was sentenced to 25 years at the Winnebago Mental Health Institute in December of 2017. Unfortunately, just earlier this month, a judge has ordered Anissa's release from the mental institution stating that she is no longer a threat to anyone. A plan to be able to release Anissa back into society is currently in the works and on September 10th, 2021, there will be an official hearing to be able to release Anissa. When I had found out about this situation while researching more of this case, I was absolutely in shock. 
When I had initially watched Peyton's interview with ABC News Now, she had said that the only reason she had finally felt comfortable enough to come out and talk about her story and to be able to be positive about it was knowing that the two of them will never be able to be back out into society. If you listen to our episodes often, then by now you probably know that I am an extreme believer in rehabilitation, especially when it comes to juveniles. However, I do not believe that you can rehabilitate somebody who has had thoughts of killing somebody, somebody who has killed somebody, or sex offenders. So the fact that they are getting ready to release Anissa back into society when she was able to let something so heinous happen, I believe they are making a very big mistake. If you haven't already, I highly encourage you to join our Crimeaholics podcast discussion group on Facebook or follow us on Instagram where I will have pictures of Morgan, Anissa, Peyton, and the Slenderman and I will also be posting information about the Slenderman so if you are a parent, you can listen to this and make sure that your kids are not getting tied up in something this horrible. Criminalholics, as always, be aware and take care.